0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Bernie Talk. So, is everybody enjoying the run-up to the end of the season? A bunch of stuff happening, Player, the rumors are starting to happen, who's going where, people have already gone places, uh, and tons of other things. But what I wanted to jump onto was something that I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and we were just talking about how this thing with uh, City and Liverpool that's happening, with uh, uh, Guardiola and Klopp, like everything is like nice, nothing is bad, both of them are slapping each other on their backs, they're laughing, chuckling, you know, basically telling the, everybody beneath them that they're like peons, you know, And also, a weird thing is, it doesn't matter, it seems right now, if you win the league or if you come in second, you still win. Now, what I'm saying by that is, City has won the league the last few years, except for the one year that Liverpool won with no fans in the stadium, by the way, which was great. But... They still always talk about how Liverpool is like probably the greatest team in the in in the history of the Premier League, but when people bring up well they only won one league, they'll say, Well, that's because of Manchester City. Now here's where I'm going with this. Take United and Arsenal. Okay, take well first let's even go before that. Let's go rewind a little bit more. So Liverpool is being hailed right now for coming back from 12 points. I'm going to go back to the mid-90s. Kevin Keegan's at Newcastle. They have a team that's flying, scoring goals like crazy, having these uh, like crazy, crazy scoring games. And United were 12 points back. They got back the lead and won the league with a ton of, like, one nothing games, Cantona scoring, Schmeichel uh, shutting them out, especially the, uh, the uh, you know, the Liverpool, or excuse me, the uh, the United-Newcastle game, which they basically were getting at one point bombarded. Schmeichel is coming up save after save after save, and Cantona scores, they win one nothing. You know, you can't say that now because... Now, it doesn't matter, win or lose, they're both great, you know, look at, they're now comparing Klopp to Ferguson, which is utterly stupid, okay, right, he won one league, like, just shut up at that point when you say that, but I'm going back to the United-Newcastle, they came in second place, and they're kind of basically, except for like, hardcore fans or like me, who, you know, remembers that season because of United, that team is never brought up, ever. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're looked upon as like a, like a footnote, like, oh, they lost a 12-point lead, Kevin Keegan, and the rest of Newcastle tried to, you know, play away where it was difficult because, you know, they, they, they gave up a 12-point lead. Kevin Keegan was just unlucky just to come around when he did because if he came around now, he would have it so much easier. They'd be hailing him as an amazing manager who came in second place, and the only reason he did that was because of Ferguson and United. You know, because that's the excuse that is always thrown at Liverpool, that they, it's not a big deal that they don't win the league. It's because they're not winning it because of City, but Liverpool is still considered one of the greatest teams. I, I don't, I'm taking crazy pills, I think. I, honestly, it's unbelievable, like, the, um, the spin that is used to make a team look good. So, move forward now. Now I think a manager... I mean, I think Ferguson gets disrespected nowadays because I think that for them to even, like, put Klopp and Guardiola into the same breath as Ferguson right now, you know, they haven't won nearly as much as he had in England. But let's take another manager, take Ferguson out of it. Wagner. He changed a lot of what Arsenal were doing, because Arsenal, when he got there, or before he got there, was very defensive, very like that one nothing kind of games. And he had a tough, tough team, like super tough. The back four were England's uh, basic back four, give or take, you know, a game here or there. Uh, They had the the English goalkeeper in there, David Seaman. You know, the midfield, you had... I don't know if Platt was still there, but he might have been. David Platt was there, um, and just like it was just a tough team. Ray Parler, you know, Ian Wright, all these guys were there, and they were they were tough. You know, they played well though. But then he slowly started changing their style, and basically turned his team into how teams are now—a bunch of interta- interchangeable players who could play in multiple positions there was no real focal point to the attack I mean Henri I guess you could say but he he wasn't really a center forward he drifted left he's like what the hybrid forwards are now right so he did what people are doing now and he won the league twice was it twice yeah twice and the double twice maybe yeah and you know if it wasn't for it, and you could use the excuse like they're using now if it wasn't for united how amazing they were with ferguson he would have won more so you know how they can like not look at what he did because he basically was doing a guardiola before there was a guardiola and at the time everyone was like oh it's so different it's you know this And now he's like forgotten because they're trying to hail Klopp and Guardiola where it's kind of boggles my mind because there's no, you know, fight. There's no aggression. There's no, there's nothing like that where they have to fight back. Ferguson and Wagner were like at each other's throats and that's how you're supposed to be. Like you're supposed to be competing. There's no competitiveness. That's what I was looking for. There's no competitive nature now. It's, well, let's play, we'll beat everybody, us, will have some fun, you know, who's going to win, I don't know, and who wins, the other one will be considered still great, you know, and then it goes back to the Champions League too. You know, they would, they told Ferguson, oh, he should have won more Champions League. Well, at the beginning, when they were back into it, they weren't, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but you weren't allowed to play anybody you wanted. You could only play three foreigners in your team, and at that time, Republic of Ireland was considered foreigners or you had to be like come through the youth system. So right there off the bat, you had guys like Keane, Cantona, Schmeichel. Those guys were basically not being able to play unless they were dropping somebody else. So they'd be going in there with a disadvantage. So and now you have City every season is considered a favorite every season and every season they fail. But they're still considered favorites. So I don't get this. Yeah, so when I was having this conversation with the person I was talking about, we were trying to like go, oh, it just goes now that it's like this everybody gets a trophy mentality. Um, you know, you, if you finish second, you're still great. If you finish first, that's great. You're both still considered great. But I think it comes down to it's because of these two teams. Because I'll tell you right now, if United were finishing second, they'd be getting like just bombarded with hatred and like bombarded with criticism so I just find it a little bit rich how nowadays you know everybody's trying to tell people how competitive the league is and meanwhile you're considering second place as winning Wagner was ahead of his time he said that fourth place was a trophy now because you got into the Champions League it's like that now. They should be handing out second-place trophies. Now, I shouldn't say that too loud because Liverpool fans or Klopp hear this. They'll try to, they'll try to invent a second-place trophy. So I'm just hoping that this Ten Hag can come in and throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing because Klopp and Guardiola have had it way too easy for way too long. There's nobody really pushing back. And if there's one team that has the muscle and like the arrogance you know, as the club itself... Is United to push back. And I think once that happens, these two guys will completely go off the deep end because they're, they're like the two guys that are running the show right now. Like nobody's pushing back. Once you get United in there, I think that will change the mentality and you will see an angry, nasty clop and a very just petulant, like the spoiled brat Guardiola, where you see glimpses, but you haven't seen the true them. You will once this happens. And, you know, speaking of Ten Hag, I like what's been happening so far. So I saw this morning that he's flew into England, you know, to start to get to work, which is awesome. You know, I like that, that he's already ready to go. He's going to be at the game Sunday. Now, look, don't get me wrong. This could be, This could blow up in my face and... Five months from now, I'm going to be like, Jesus, I can't believe that he's the manager. But let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I like so far what he's been doing. Like he's had, you know, talk with Ronaldo and he's come out and said how much he wants Ronaldo and the team to be like, the like, you know, the leader. He's already said he's going to be there on Sunday at the game. He wants the players to come back two weeks earlier than normal for preseason. Amazing. Amazing. You know, and then again, what I saw this morning is that he had he has Wanbasaka and Bayi. They can go whether if it's going to be total sale or loan. Either way, it's clearing house. Like it's already the freezer going where you know who they are. I've spoken about it a ton of times. Now you got guys like Wanbasaka Bayi. They're being told that they're you know they're they are they they are not their work isn't required there anymore, which is great. Like that's going to open up a ton of space for for buying paying players like i think that is going to be big now it's getting the right guys you know it's going to be getting the right guys but i like how he's not taking any like shit you know what i mean he's gotten right in there and gotten to work and it's not worried about ruffling, ruffling feathers jumping in there getting rid of guys and saying this is how it's going to be i like it and the other exciting thing is like some of the players that they're talking about bringing in, you know, whether they're like, you know, a little unknown or, you know, a little, you know, higher profile. Like, it's an exciting time, I hope, anyway, where you have a new guy coming in and he's, he's a different type of manager than the other ones. He's like more of um, not so let's say, seasons, you know, like he's not like a guy who's been around, you know, like Van Hall or Moyes or, well, Moyes was over his head, but, or Mourinho, which, don't get me wrong, there were, you know, there were good managers as well, but I think he's a little fresher, you know, it's not a guy connected to the team like Sochar, you know, he's, so, he's like a little little outside of the box, so to speak, so it'll be interesting what happens with that and you know they got to just get off they got to get off right off the bat flying you know and just get get to work get some wins and then you know that first time they meet up against one of the two teams they're considering like the greatest you know hammer them you know what I mean right out of the box hammer them so I'm excited to see what happens um We'll see what some of the other guys' attitudes are like. I mean, I know that I've been reading that there's rumors about um, uh, Rashford going. So that, I don't think it would be the worst thing. I know some people think he's a great player, but I don't think he's done really tons. You know, he's, he's got glimpses here and there, but there's a ton of players over the years that have done that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few months. And I think one guy who's going to have a chip on his shoulder to prove, like, you know, all these guys again wrong because, is Ronaldo. Because when he first came back, they're going to say he'd struggle. You know, he wouldn't be able to get his goals because it's going to be too difficult for him. And on a bad United team, he's third leading scorer in the league, and he's got over 20 goals overall. So, that's that. And I think these people who talk nonsense for a living, you know, will basically pretend like they didn't say it. You know, but then also, when they had the uh, team of the year come out, he wasn't in it. And I think that's more of a, you know, like, you know, stick it to him because we were wrong and we're not going to put you in there. Because... You know, he definitely, if he's one of the top scorers, he should be in there. You know, you can't, you can't just go off of, like, oh, well, you know, it's because of this. Like, he's, they've, got, uh, they've got other guys in front of him that he's got more goals. But I know, like, you know, there's certain favorites that will never not be put in there. So I think that's going to really push him next season to, like, show, like, okay, you think I can't do this again? And you'll have a new manager in there, a little more offensive-minded than um, uh, you know what they have now with Rangnick. You know, I think there'll be a better attitude because they're getting rid of like all the uh, bad seeds you know in the team. I think that's going to be a big thing, uh, a big thing for, for him uh, next year to really prove. All these people wrong who they thought that were who who all said they thought he was gonna fail and he was it wasn't worth it. United is messing up. The only thing is like he's the only bright light besides De Gea in that team. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where they would be. You know, I I honestly don't because the other only other guy that was scoring goals but before he got arrested was Greenwood. You know, nobody and that's the other thing nobody brings that up. You know, and I understand it's a different thing than an injury. But, you know, last year, Liverpool ran around screaming at everybody because Van Dijk went down injured. That they just basically threw the season out. You know, their second leading goal scorer, Greenwood, goes down and nobody even says anything, you know. So, I think is, that's another thing. You know, there, was, there wasn't enough goal scoring in that United team. I think they're really going to, uh, with the Uruguayan from Benfica, I think if they can get him, that'll be huge because I think that'll add that 1-2 with Ronaldo. And then I saw also yesterday the uh, Europa League final was on with Rangers and uh, Frankfurt. And Frankfurt won uh, in penalties. But all I've been hearing is, and I heard this a few times, is all these guys talking about, oh, the extra time should be scrapped. It was bad. It was this... And then I, I, I sat back and thought for a second. These guys, whenever they can tell anybody, they tell everybody that these, that these players are like Rolls Royces. They're Ferraris. They're so finely tuned. Their athleticism to players years past is uh, unbelievable. Well, then, how were the games back then played? And they were played well... You know, there was always a bad game here or there. But now these guys look exhausted in the 65th minute. They're getting cramps in like the 60th minute. So I I, I call on these guys that, that spew this nonsense for whatever channels they're on. You know, the ESPNs, the talk sports, the whatever. I call bullshit on all this. Because these guys can't be that fit. If they're going down with cramp in 60th minute and guys back in the day were out like God knows when and they were flying through a game and then like, you know, to say that the game was fizzled out and maybe the two, maybe it wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't have to spin it where you got to tell me the game was so good. Maybe the game was so bad, but you just don't want to say it, whether because you're getting paid to say how great the game was or you got some buddies on your team, you know, or you're so pro-British, you can't have a bad word against somebody because the German team won. You know, and that's, that's the crazy thing. And it goes back to this, like, spinning of, of, like, this ridiculous fake news by people just to make things look better than they are. So they want the extra time scrap, you know, just penalties. They want water breaks. You know, I, I, I think these some of these players should just get their hands held, you know, onto the field, you know, have their noses wiped if they need them, you know, make sure everything is okay. If they feel a little tired, they can take a timeout. When's there going to be to come to the point where one guy gets injured and everybody's got to kneel down like they're at, like, U8 level or something like that? Because, you know, it's only a matter of time where you're going to have, like, timeouts, you know... Or like MBA, where you're gonna let the players like come in and out, you know, um, you know, like substitutions in and out. They could, if they come out, they can go back in. You know, call timeouts about something, and it's gonna because it, then what is it else? They want to switch the clock to like sixty minutes or something, something like it's only running if some if the ball's on the field. Like, make it. How about make it so easy where they don't even have to. Play. I got a better one for you. How about if you give the captains the remotes for like PlayStation or whatever the newest game is, and let them play on like the FIFA game? Oh, that would be even better. Then they wouldn't even have to exert themselves. I mean, it, that's how it's so ridiculous that like if I gave somebody this idea in like the, the English, the Premier League, they'd probably they'd probably go, mm, "That's a good idea." Because, like, it's gotten so sanitized, so ridiculously, like, coddled. You know, cut this out, cut that. And then these guys on the radio and TV are like, oh, yeah, we should do that. I mean, give me a break. Like, I don't know if you're pandering or if you believe that, but if you believe that, that's really sad. Because... A lot of what the game was is gone. There's no, like, passion in it, you know, like... And if there's, like, one little skirmish, everybody loses their marbles. And they're, like, they want everybody sent off, you know? It's just... uh, I just find it crazy that that's where it's come to. And people are okay with that. And they're even trying to make it even more sanitized with, like, you know making the game shorter and getting rid of uh, extra time and all that. That's why if you look back at teams, and I'm not even talking back to, like, you know, 90s, 80s, 70s, whatever, like 50s, 60s. I'm talking about, like, 15 years ago, like, still in the 2000s. It's not even the same game these guys are playing anymore. Now it's like this, like, babied, coddled, whatever I don't even half the time recognize what's going on, or if I do, like, I'm dozing off because the games are so boring, but you got announcers telling me how great it is, and I'm like, I must be watching the wrong thing because these games suck, you know? So, but that also goes to another point I was going to make was when all of a sudden do all these players want to announce that they're going somewhere? You know, they want to tell them, well, I will announce the team I will be on next year. Who gives a shit? You know, you got like Mbappe telling everybody, well, I will let everybody know where I'll be going uh, as soon as I meet up with France. And, you know, Salas having these like grand like interviews about is he staying, is he going. Uh, You know, Lingard's pissed because he didn't have a sending off at Old Trafford. You know, I remember players playing for, like, teams, and then one, uh, then the next season, was like, well, they're not here anymore? No, they retired. Like, take the... I won't even bring up the United guys. Take, like, a guy like Alan Shearer. I can't tell you when he retired or, like, if anybody announced he retired. It was just, like, uh, look, like, yeah, he retired. I don't... I can't even remember. Now you got, like, Suarez, who's been at Atletico Madrid for, like, 15 minutes, and they're having this big event, like, after the game, or was it before the game, giving him like, a a framed jersey, and, you know, like I said, Mbappe, you know, Lingard, Pogba, all these guys are having to tell everybody, well, I will be leaving at the end of this season, I'm just like, wow, like, whatever, you know, and then like I said, if I think back to United, got, like, things like, say Keane, Keane just left Steve Bruce, I can't even tell you when he left. Same thing with, like, Pallister, Irwin. All these guys, I I don't... I remember even Beckham when he was, like, what was he on loan at PSG? That was his last game. He got subbed, and that was it. They didn't... Nobody made this big gesture of having to tell everybody he left, and, you know, I don't know. Like, now it's it's gotten to the point where it's like an event. It's. I, I can guarantee you... Probably these teams have event planners to do this because it's going to get more clicks or something on their website. I have no idea, but it's so cheesy for like these guys to like like literally. uh, Mbappe is doing what he took. He's taking a leaf out of um, LeBron James' playbook. Like he did that, you know. He 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 did that when he was going to the Heat. I'm expecting some cheese ball move like that where it's going to be this interview and he's going to be telling everybody where he's going but who cares just go you know to tell everybody or to let people wait and guess and i'm sure there's fanboys that are like you know falling over themselves to try to get some information about where he's going when is he going but dude just go you know they the same thing with, with with uh this big build up for holland to go to city i'm just like oh my god dude i don't go or don't go I, I don't want anything like, like with United it's just like I mean I remember I found it like it was kind of corny like when they did the Alexi Sanchez thing where he's playing the piano and all this bull crap, like that was cheesy like and I'm a United fan they don't need to do this announce him do the you know the when, he, when he's coming do the shirt on the field you know do the pictures and then get over it same thing when you're leaving you know, these guys are all upset that they're leaving. They decided to leave. The, the Bala was like crying. Yeah, he was there for a while, but he's going on a free. Did, did he not want to sign a new contract? So I guess he wanted to go, right? So I just find it just over the top, kind of ridiculous, but it's, it's all with the social media. They want to make a big splash, get some clicks go viral. I'm going to make an announcement. All right, dude, I don't care. Just go or don't go. I don't need to, you know, be on like, you know, oh my God, where's Mbappe going? Who cares, right? So wherever he's going to go, yeah, it'll be cool to see where he goes, but I don't need the build-up. Lingard, Lingard hasn't really played for United in like a good few years and he wants this grand sending off and his brother's talking. I just think that the attitudes of these players are just completely ridiculous. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens this last weekend where everybody's leaving. It'll kind of be a little quiet, and then it'll get going. Look forward to seeing Ten Hag in the stands. And we'll see what happens with the league and who's the third team to go down being relegated. And then the Champions League. And I'll have more about that the next uh, podcast. So, guys, hope you enjoyed the latest one I've brought you. Uh, You know, if you have any comments, you you can always email me or drop a message in the social media page. But until next time, thanks again for all the support. And this was Bernie Talk.